Welcome to Casual Sports. I am your host, Joe Seff, and with me, as per usual, is the Fen Man. Fen, uh, we recorded a podcast in person, which I'll put up just before this one, basically just speculating on Kevin Durant and a little hockey free agency, and then five hours later, he goes to the th- or goes to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I like to point out I in that episode we did in person. Um, I cited the um, very overlooked uh, area of the decision for Kevin Durant in He's choos- going to wine country. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. In choosing going to Warriors was the beautifulness and amazingness of wine country, and I like to point out that probably was the clinching for Kevin Durant to sign with I'm so pumped. Warriors. I'm so pumped. I'm so amped. Ask yeah. me what's on my feet right now as we're recording this. Hmm. Uh what's what's on your feet? KD nine, son. The black and white colorway. Alright? I bought in right away. I hopped on the bandwagon. First day the colorway was available. Alright? Did you did you prime them? No. No, Nike store, day one, right there, unveiled. Doesn't even play. Did you went bring there, it? T- went there like the next day after I landed. They were like, we only got the Team USA's in. It's like, no, I'm not trying to affiliate this one with America, guys. I need the next colorway. When's the next one come out? He's Done. already got a full a full refrigerator of America beer. I'm in. Like, first of all, like the sevens, the eights, you know, not selling that well. KD, these KD9s, these are fly. He's going to destroy in the bay. I'm so amped. Um, as we've said previously on this podcast, we root for basically anybody having fun. You know, we're pro bat flitting. We're pro all celebration, selly hard. Katie has literally written have fun on his shoes during a game before. Okay. Joe is 3,000% in on this. 3,000% in. I hate Oklahoma City having the Thunder. I wanted to root for Westbrook and Durant. I wanted them to be in Seattle where I lived during Durant's rookie year. I was so in. There's Durant autograph in my home. And then he goes to Oklahoma, which I'm not on board with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Oklahoma. I'm about to lose a state, Ben. I'm about to lose a state. I've never yes. been in your state before. I don't plan on being in your state before. I don't care that you have a steakhouse and a haunted hotel that comes up whenever NBA journalists have to make it there in the playoffs. I'm out. I'm done. And I've been also- saying for a while now, I'm ready to go on KD and Russ as soon as they leave. It's why I'm so in on Harden. Just get these guys out of Oklahoma and I'm buying in. Um, I think Oklahoma also, the other thing that they have is uh, a university uh, team that their abbreviation on their jerseys is UNO. UNO. But, uh, yeah, get, get them out of Oklahoma. I mean, how many years do you think it'll take before that franchise just is kind of crumbling? Oh, Westbrook's gone next year. I mean, they yeah. got to trade him. They have to trade him. They cannot get nothing back for two of them. You, I get right out Durant. You got to ride out Durant. You've got to see if you can bring this back. But you can't get nothing back for both of them. You make the Baca trade for young talent. You've got to get something back. But yeah. then my question oh. for you is: How do you feel about super teams? How do you feel about the fact? He has gone to the Warriors and is now just an undeniable super team because I don't think the Draymond Green assault charge that happened today is going to stick. Slapped a fan. He slapped a fan in a bar. I'll let, you know, I'll let this the, is what you get for taunting. He I'll should get the, slapped. 
I'll let the courts take care of that. I don't want to um, discuss any kind of cases. No picks didn't happen. But um, super teams, I'm kind of on the fence about super teams. I'm completely in on players going wherever they want to go and doing whatever they want to do as far as playing for, you know, whatever reason they want to go to a team. Yeah, how come sports is like the only thing where like people side, like people side with ownership and not the labor force? I mean, I think it's Is it because you can't be a pro athlete, so that's the only role you could play? I think it's just probably because people are so invested in these teams. And they get so invested in these teams right and they feel like they're part of the team and then they they that i think that's would be the but reason in general like people in like chicago are, are have opinions like i don't think durant should go to to golden state like that's ridiculous that's a that's a coward's way out like barkley says that's cheating when barkley went to the rockets to form a a big a too late in life big 3 with Scottie pippen and elijah on like what's that if not forming a big 3 like stop it I mean, I understand it, but I think today with like super teams from the Heat to now the Warriors, and you could say even the Celtics in a in a way with K with Kevin Durant or not Kevin Durant, oh, but yeah. Durant, yeah, yeah, that was a super team. Right on. That was a big three. It was a little bit as well. It was a bit of an older super team, but they did it. Um, yeah, these guys are all in their twenties. They're all so on I mean, the up and up. They're either in I their think, prime or about to enter their prime, but nobody is out of their prime. I think I think there's like two areas of super team. There's like the Boston Celtics signing older players and just giving them kind of a last ride with Paul Pierce, and then there's like Ray Bork signing with the Avalanche for one year to win a cup, and then you have those are ring chaser guys though. That's like David West taking the minimum. Those are ring chasers, but what what is LeBron James and Bosh going to play with Wade? I mean, that's if you're a gonna super make, team, that's a super team. Super like team. if you're the star of the team, that's a super right. team. Like I, Malone and Peyton at the end with the Lakers, that's ring chasing. Right. But, I mean, what's the difference between a super team and ring chasers? Super teams attract ring chasers. Ring chasers I, come second. Like, you have to have Shaq and Kobe. And once you have Shaq and Kobe, then you get the ring chaser contracts. If you have Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard... And Marcus Aldridge, guys like David West, take pay cuts mm. at the end of their career. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with super teams. I think there's always, there's, first of all, it's the NBA. There's never going to be parity like the NFL because there aren't enough amazing players. Like I would rather have an amazing team so that there are 82 instances of appointment viewing. Like, the Warriors are going to be interesting. Like, the two kinds of super teams are super teams that form like this Mm -hmm. or super teams that just happen just magically out of fleece trading with draft picks. I mean, Mikael Bird and Parrish all on the same team. Sam Jones, like AC Green. Um, I think the Lakers in the 80s. Like, those are fleece trades that got Magic Johnson. And I mean, Bird, like, Celtics and the Lakers, those are fleece trades for draft like picks. Fleece trades and stuff like that. I think that gives more of like a drama and more of like a, a situation where the team is built together. And I feel like... why like, Are the, the 90s Red Wings bad for hockey? No, they're not bad for hockey. I just hate the Red Wings. But um, Yeah, but like 
they weren't bad for hockey. Like people are going to hate the Warriors, or people like me are going to buy in a thousand percent. Yeah, but I don't think it's bad for the sport. It gets eyes on the game. No, it gets eyes on the game. I'm not completely against it. I'm just kind of on the fence about it, just because I guess I come from more of an old school perspective on like teams being built. You have all your different cogs in a team, and you still have them on a super team, like you did in Miami, like you will in Golden State, but. I just kind of feel like, in a way, it almost feels like you're kind of losing that whole, um, I don't know what it is, like drama of the season and things like that, because you already know who's going to go and be in you know, the conference finals and the finals. There's not much going on there. It's just Well, just- yeah, I mean, you know Cleveland is going to be in the conference finals, and you know Golden State is going to be in the conference finals. Yeah. The other two spots are what's up for grabs, but... Everybody right. said this about Miami, which was the same thing. It was three great players all in their prime. Like they weren't a complete team, and it didn't fit together as clean because because LeBron and Wade can't shoot threes. Right. And that's what separates this team is the fact that everybody can shoot threes. So no. there's no like I have to have the ball to be effective. Guys can all these guys can move without the ball. Which yeah. Is why this is just insane. Like oh, Draymond Green is going to be the worst ball handler. Um. Okay. Or Clay Thompson, one of the two. Like. This team is going to be, I mean, um, incredible. But with Miami, who won yeah. the title the first year Miami got together? The Dallas Mavericks. Mavs. Like nobody saw that Mavs team coming, but it just it happened. And I think there'll be. I think there's a possibility with this super team like gelling. I think there's some chemistry issues with that. I think there's some serious alpha male stuff. Uh, Draymond recruited KD harder than Steph did. Steph's yeah. a free agent after this year, and. The NBA rumor mill has Aisha Curry wanting to go back to Carolina. And they have the cap space. Okay. Okay. Is this Chris Broussard? But, um... No, but I'm just saying, like, how does that happen? That happens if these guys don't mesh well. Like, Draymond and Katie are friends. Draymond, I... Katie, and Clay Thompson are all going to be on Team USA together. Steph won't be on Team USA. Like, these guys are all be chummy beforehand. Yeah, I think they'll be good. I think they'll eventually get to their rhythm and everything. They just have to win. They have to win. win. Just win, baby, as Al Davis said. Well, if you lose, you can leave. Like, if KD had won the title this year, he couldn't have left. He couldn't have done it. He would have had to stay. I mean, he would have just signed a one and done, you know, a one plus one player option. But he would have had to stay. You don't leave. You don't leave the team that just won the ring. Nobody's done that yet. I have real trouble believing somebody would, especially with the fact that like no core member of the team was like retiring or past their prime. If that Thunder team had won, I just feel like I was watching something earlier today that um, they made an interesting point about KD signing with the Warriors and everything, and why Harden left. Uh, the Thunder and everything of that matter, and Harden saying yesterday or when he signed his long contract extension with the Rockets, saying that, well, there's only one ball in regards to the Warriors, but for KD, being on the Thunder, Westbrook and Harden, when Harden was still over in Oklahoma City, there was always issues with both of them kind of needing the ball for their game. Like, they both need the ball, and Westbrook passes. Yeah, that's the Wade LeBron issue. Right. Is these are guys that need the ball to be effective. But with KD going to the Warriors, 
it's more or less just like who's ever got the ball. Like you're going to make the shot. Just pass it around and play team ball. It's you easy. Know? It's easier to pass the ball when you feel like you're going to get it again. Right, and when you have confidence in your teammates, like. But if there's five touches like on a possession where it's like, if yeah. I give it up, I could see it again. Give and goes happen here. Yeah, I mean, that I spurs think- it goes inside, it comes back outside, it goes inside again, it moves all the way around the perimeter. I mean, everybody on the team got shots. Like, I don't know who's going to get marginalized because somebody always seems to some superstar in this scenario almost always is marginalized. It's great. Um, yeah, it's probably yeah. it's probably Draymond's contribution on offense, um, because as good as the Steph Draymond pick and roll is, um, Steph Kevin Durant is. It's just disgusting. I mean, the thing is, is Kevin shoots forty, fifty, ninety like uncontested shots. Yeah, he's never had a large amount of open jump shots in a season, and he's about to have them because somebody is open on this team, and everybody can pass. It's just going to be, yeah, it's going to be nuts. Like Clay uh, Thompson is the worst passer on a starting five. That's insane. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be really interesting to see how they, uh, if they change up their system at all, just for for as far as being able to move the ball differently with KD on the floor. But I don't really see much as far as just uh, obviously Green not seeing the ball as much, just because because you have KD. Um, but you know Steve Kerr at the at the wheel at the controls, it's it's going to be really fun. And the thing that bothers me with, like, this super team talk is, like, guys from, like, other sports, like, weighing mm-hmm. in, like, football players and hockey players and baseball players, like, talking yeah. about, like, oh, da, da, da. super teams can only happen in basketball, like, for the most part. Like, they're at least more prevalent because only five guys play and five guys play most of the minutes. Yeah. Like, those, like, look, look at how many guys it takes for, like, those 90s Red Wings to, like, be a thing. Like, it takes so many different guys to have a super team in hockey, whereas in basketball, it just takes three or four. Yeah, and, like, even when you you had mentioned the Red Wings, that took me a few minutes to even think about them as a super team just because it took them so long to build their team up. It took them a few years to build all, like, the Russian connection that they had uh, on the wings and then also to, like, bring in a solid goalie like Ozzy and stuff like that. But and it just take, it takes circumstance. It takes having, like, that Russian connection. It takes it yeah. takes this crazy cap inflation yeah. for a team like the Warriors to have room. That's why this, I mean, I mean, Bill Simmons says the Celtics in the 60s were the last time that a team had, like, four of the guys in the top 15. And there were eight teams in the league at that point. Yeah. Like, Teams like the Warriors are never supposed to have cap space. Like, this could only happen normally if, like, Durant played for, like, $5 million a year, but he's got a max contract. Like, Steph Curry is underpaid, but he still makes, like, $11 million a season. So do you think KD – like, in our in our last pod, we had discussed uh, just, like, the ideas of where KD could land and things like that and what might play into his decision – and do you think playing into this decision to go to the Warriors, it seems like he's one that uh, people may have underestimated his um, ability to just want to play team ball and not to have his team. Like, it's obviously he's going to be a huge part of it, but it seems as though he just wants to be on a solid team that wins. It, 
I think he looks at the way that they play basketball, even when he was playing against them, and just the fact that, like, I would think if I was, like, a superstar wanting to play with other superstars, I would look at, like, when Clay Thompson gets hot. Yeah. That Steph never is, like, uh, my turn. It's, yeah. we're going we're gonna to run through Clay. Clay is so hot right now. Yeah. Which is the smart thing to do. It's like playing on, like, a Team USA where everybody has to hang back. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting that he's going to play with Under Armour's number one guy. Like, that's an interesting yeah. marketing dynamic. Um, I don't know who, what order they'll get introduced at at home games. I assume Steph will still be last. I don't know where KD will fall in. Yeah, I don't know I, if they'll start Igudala now. If they're going to start Zaza Pachulia, that's the, that's okay. That's yeah. a, the first tragedy of this is Andrew Bogut is like in the starting five of all press conference team, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. him in Dallas is going to cut back on his national TV exposure. That really does suck. And that is really too bad. Bogut. We both really grew to love Bogut over the over the last few years, and uh, him uh, admitting or uh, gladly, I think he was telling Bill Simmons on a pod that uh, he is the dirtiest player in the league, and he was. Did you say dirty screens? Yeah. Yeah, I said dirty screens. I'm a dirty player, and it's like, yeah, Bogut, yeah, you are. That's who you are. Know your role. It's. It's glorious, all with that thick Australian accent. He's so likable. It's ridiculous. And yeah. it's fun that he and Harrison Barnes and Seth Curry are all going to get to be together in, mm-hmm. uh, in Dallas. The last names on the, on the ESPN box score on the app, that'll be fun to see. Be Curry, Curry on each team. Um, mm-hmm. So speaking of the ESPN app, to segue from just a whole bunch of just Kevin Durant talk, we don't know what to do with. The season's a long ways away. Yeah. Um, I got an alert that uh, Gian- Juan Carlos, John Carlos Stanton of the Marlins won the home run derby today. Um, no. Was that happening today? I didn't know it was happening today. I didn't either. Uh, I had no idea. I have zero interest in the home run derby. Talk about seen it once, seen it a thousand times. I'd only consider it in person, and I don't think I would ever consider spending the amount of money it would take to get in there to see the home run derby. No, I wouldn't go. I don't care. So, yeah. football doesn't have an equivalent of the home run derby, as far as I know. Like, I genuinely don't know. I don't even know what it could be. Like, there's no element of their game that does that. See if the quarterback can throw the ball out of the stadium. Yeah, oh, like, play catch. Sweet, that's awesome. Really Super. cool, run a cone drill really fast. It's great. Um, there's yeah. a reason the NBA got rid of their skills competition. Or the shooting stars, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, home run derby, dunk contest. Both are talked about. Like, mm-hmm. they get the ESPN alert. Yeah. You get the bzzz, John Carlos Stan wins, da 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 Zach Levine beats Aaron Gordon in the dunk contest. Um, yeah. The hockey shootout at the All-Star game yeah. is so much better. Yeah, it's pretty – like there's two things I look forward to. Actually, three of the skills that I look forward to for the skills competition for the for hockey. And it's obviously the shootout because the guys can do anything they want. 
And it's, yeah, I was going to ask you to rank these was my initial plan. And I was like, no, this is yeah. stupid because it's not close. Yeah. I mean, there's been a ton over the years um, as far as the All-Star shootout. I mean, going back well, When they're to, doing it on someone. Yeah. Like, there's also a goalie. Like, you have a real goalie that really wants to stop the guy. And the goalie also – the goalies for the next for the past few years have been trying to also do interesting types of saves, like starting trying to stop a puck backwards or trying to use like a mini stick or just yeah. weird things. And um, yeah, and there's once it gets down to like the more final rounds, the guys get more serious, like Ovi and and Kaner and guys like that will get more serious as far as their moves and things like that, but. When it's in the early rounds, you do whatever you want, really. Um, there was a guy last year, Brent Burns brought in his kid, and he passed the puck back and forth with his kid. Obviously, the goalie let the goal in through his five hole. That was suspect. But, um, yeah, it goes back to the 90s when Owen Nolan, one of the famous shootout goals, he pointed to the corner of the net and then just sniped Dominic Hasek. And it was like, oh, that happened. And Ouch. Ouch. I- yeah, I mean it's it's a really interesting competition as far as actually having two guys going against each other instead of just a you know instead of just essentially like well, pre pre game warm. The dunk contest allows for creativity. You have the you if nothing else you have Vince Carter's iconic performance. Yeah, um, and some other moments you have Jordan dunking from the foul line. You have yeah. uh, Dominique Wilkins somehow losing to Jordan when it was in Chicago, and then Spud Webb just dunking in general is so odd to see. Yeah. And you have the home run derby. Like, it is just warm-ups. Yeah, like, that's exactly It is just dudes taking batting practice. And if, and if that's that's what it comes down to, I've seen that a few times. You know, when you go to when I've been to an MLB game, you just look at batting practice and you've well, here's the problem. watch. Here's the problem is when was the home run derby cool? Like, part of it is, like, when we were kids or whatever, but it was also when it was Ken Griffey Jr., when it was Mark McGuire, when it was Sammy Sosa, when -hmm. it was, like, S. Barry Bonds. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, brace yourself for this one because it is a uh, a who's who here. Juan Carlos Stanton defeats Todd Frazier. Ah, yes. Todd With Frazier. a record-setting 61 home run performance. Um, I don't know who any of those people are. Yeah, baseball. You're going to need some star power. You got Bryce Harper, and that's kind of it. Like, like, where do you think Mike Trout can go and get notice outside of, like, Anaheim and like baseball venues. Like, do you think Mike Trout can just like, can he walk through Times Square in street clothes and not be recognized? Yes. Yeah, I think Manny Machado could also do that. Yeah. If yeah. you're not in your hometown that you play in when you're on like a bunch of local advertising and stuff, I'm pretty sure baseball players can get away with it. The dunk contest has Vince Carter in the past, it's had Kobe Bryant, it's had Michael Jordan. The stars yeah. all still sit courtside. If nothing else, they care about it. Yeah. Zach Levine high fives his teammates who are like, you know, back to back rookie of the years. Like, That's right. 
there are stars like present, like for the home run derby. Talk about no star power. No, Derek I mean, Jeter like just got married, and that's the headline in baseball. Their season is going on right now. Baseball and is the just, headline in baseball is Jeter got married. It's it, baseball is like it's like a it's like a long lost family member that you you come back in contact with that's trying to keep your attention and trying to keep this contact going, even though you really just don't you don't want it to continue. I am aware of baseball in Chicago because the Cubs are a big deal here right now. But okay. if you're in like Omaha, Nebraska, yeah, how are you a baseball fan? Like, who's they, a baseball fan in Fairbanks, Alaska? That's under thirty-five. I mean, I knew some guy. We knew some guys who played baseball when we were at school here. But yeah, and like the thing with baseball is you wear the hat because it's synonymous with like American men's fashion. And of course, but, we of course have the the most recognized uh, Alaska League baseball team in the country, the Alaska Gold Panthers. But uh, Midnight Sun game, of course. But as far as people we know, or I know here, there's nobody really. That's, no. that, nobody's checking box scores. Yeah, people will be like, "I'm a Mariners fan. I wear a Yankee hat all the time. Everyone in my family's a Yankee fan." Um, the most relevant thing to happen to me baseball wise is Derek Jeter got married. Like that's the Yankee news. Like there's not, I mean, it helps that the team sucks. Like when we have Bryce Harper, I'll buy in a little bit. I'm not yeah. going to like buy a Jersey, but I'll pay attention to like, if he's going to win the MVP and if they make the playoffs, I'll monitor the scores, watch him at a sports bar, maybe. But the games are too long. There's none of these guys are famous. Like none of these guys are famous. The crazy like, thing is my mom my parents, we call them the super fans, listen to like every Yankee game. Right. Uh, my mom will watch a little bit of playoff basketball if my dad has it on, but yeah. not a lot. Very little. Once again, listens to like half of the Yankee games. My father listens to all of them. They can both name more basketball players than they can baseball players. Yeah. Baseball just. <sighs> I don't know what it they is. They know but- the Yankees and like half the American League East as they casually follow baseball, but they barely follow basketball and they know more basketball players. Baseball just doesn't market and they don't try to evolve. They try to evolve, but it's just really bad moves on baseball's part. Like like what 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 baseball player is in a national television advertisement right now? I can't no think of one. I can't think of one product. Like maybe there's Mike Trout in like a Gatorade ad that I'm not thinking of. Maybe or, Bryce Harper. Or maybe Bryce Harper. But that's it. Like, I there's think, so many products that, like, the front man is for somebody for a different sport, and it's just... You what? know what? Um, what's really interesting about this that I completely forgot until right now was um, when I lived in Canada for a little while, um, the Blue Jays were huge across the whole country because they're obviously Canada. Oh, they're basically a national team. Yeah. And everybody there reps Blue Jay stuff, and every and Blue Jays have contracts to be shown all over the country, and that's such a unique thing because the Blue Jays are essentially like we always say, baseball is this local sport, but it's a regional sport, and just and that's Canada, the team, like that's who they all pick the same team, but they all pick the same team. They're all going to pick the Canadian team. No, I know that, but at the same time, it's just really interesting because in the U.S., like. You'd, you'd never have that. You obviously would never have a team that would be the nation's team or some interest of the nation as far as baseball. Oh, yeah, baseball. It's the Yankees. It's the Yankees. 
when the Yankees are good, they're the Dallas Cowboys. Like the Dallas Cowboys aren't like they say they're America's team, but there are enough football fans that they're probably not. Right. But they're still like the most popular, and the Yankees are like the most popular, but they're also like the Cowboys in football, like also the most hated. Yeah, I I mean even this year the Cubs are good, and I don't know anybody on the Cubs. I do because I'm in Chicago. Right, like my mom is a is from Eastern Iowa, and they're all Cubs fans, but they're not checking box scores or anything. Like we're not baseball fans by any stretch, as you can tell, but we're going to generalize sports websites all the time. ESPN.com, for example, like we're there all the time, listen to sports radio, sports podcasts and stuff. And just, oh, it's baseball. Like, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I, I, uh, I'll casually follow the playoffs and uh, maybe catch a World Series game because it'll be on like a sports bar or a restaurant. But it's just not there. And I, uh, I mean, I got a phone alert that the home run, I didn't even know the All-Star game was happening this weekend. I had no idea. Baseball is just, yeah, I'm just telling you, it, it's just something that. I don't know if it's Turner or ESPN that didn't hype it up enough for me, but I'm aware that UFC 200 just happened. Yeah, I'm aware like, that the UFC was just sold for $4 billion. I'm aware of that. Yeah. I think and, baseball's problem is that too many other sports have entered the landscape. And they've stayed in, in the- 2001, I didn't know what the Premier League was. I didn't know what international soccer was. I wasn't paying attention to UFC and something had to go. And baseball is pretty easy to drop because <laughs> I don't have season tickets to the ballpark. It's and that's just, when baseball's fun. It's a fun live sport, but if you're not there, you're going to a picnic. It's so long. It's like a seven hour oh. picnic. You sit in the sun, you hang out. Like, talk about not wanting to go to a sport in a dome. Baseball. Uh, Hell no. Hell no. I mean, unless it's the Tokyo Dome in Japan and you're watching some bad bad flipping. Because they flip the bats because they have fun. I don't have to keep track of unwritten rules because they don't have any. I know. Like, if if I'm fucking in the batter's box and I yak some fucking monster, like 465, uh... I'm going to look at that thing because I'm like, that might be the hardest I've ever hit a baseball. I want to see if I hit that scoreboard up there. Yes. Don't tell me like, oh, he was admiring his home run. How dare yeah. you? I just hit a ball like 460 feet. Like, let me watch it fly 460 freaking feet. Yeah. That's, you can flip that bat. Yeah. Like, look at like the biggest shot of the regular season this year in the NBA. Steph Curry hit like a 35 footer to beat the thunder and he does like a step dance. He does a shimmy dance. The bench freaks out. Everybody's having a good time. One of the best moments of the year, best regular season game, arguably of all time in the history of the NBA. It was spectacular. And nobody afterwards is like, can you believe Steph Curry who danced after he hit that incredible shot that's been tweeted and gifed and vined all over the goddamn internet already, as is the celebration. Yeah. Like, don't have this amazing moment and then, like, the next day Sports Center conversation to be, what did you think of Jose Batista's bat flip? Um, I thought it was awesome. Like, why is this a conversation? This is it's, ridiculous. It's just baseball being trapped in the past. 
They we think root for fun on this podcast. We just root yeah. for people that are having a good time. Yes. And nobody, if you watch baseball, nobody looks like they're having a good time. I mean, maybe the tobacco companies. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, I appreciate that they still dip. Like that they're holding on to that tradition in some clubhouses. They're getting rid of it in others. I mean, if you're going to get rid of that old tradition, you should probably get rid of your old, stupid other traditions. Baseball. Yeah, I gotta say, if you're going to get rid of dip, you should let you should let joy in baseball. You need to take yeah. a note from Kevin Durant, and you need to write "Have fun" on your cleats. It's supposed yeah. to be America's pastime. Pastime is supposed to be a good time, not you're a just... slog and a grind. Yeah, like it's like a thousand games. You're the plus, only yeah. sport going on in the summer. I would love to like care about you. I would much rather watch, uh, you know, a major league soccer game. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure uh, I paid more attention to the Euros this year more than anything else because it was just uh, this is the only sport going on right now. Yeah, like, this and Copa America or whatever. It was just like, all right, I guess I'm gonna, I just want to watch this Portugal Wales match. Ugh. Yeah. Because I'm out on you, baseball. Like, that's what it is. I think we solved it. It took us a little over a half hour to get there. But baseball, you've been replaced, dog. Uh, yes. It's soccer now. The mm-hmm. games are only 90 minutes. There's they not have- a commercial break every time they bring in a relief pitcher or a sub. Oh, they my just God. just bring on the sub. Um, <laughs> it's also outside. Yeah. You can take a kid to it and it'll hold their attention the whole time. It's fun. And yeah. uh, it's also low scoring, but their goals seem a little more significant. So uh, RIP baseball until you let fun in. Yeah, RIP baseball. Learn how to selly. Learn how to selly. Selly hard. I mean, selly hard. Come on. All right, Fen, you got any shout outs? Yeah, I got a, a bit of a on the fence shout out to Portugal. I still don't really know how I feel about this situation of Portugal winning the Euros. Yesterday, well, without Ronaldo handled his injury. Sorry, without Chris, without Christy Ronaldo, uh, gutting it out, just just giving her all three times. I think it was until the last time he just laid on the ground, threw off the old captain's armband once, and then picked it up because that was not a great move on his part. And then they brought out the old stretcher. Looked like they looked like they had a, a medical crew in the Alps or something. No, just on the field. For old Christy. But uh yeah. He he got stretchered off, then he turned into Coach Ronaldo there on the sidelines, barking orders at the team, pushing the coach around. What a leader. And <laughs> and yeah, he uh he he took all the credit for Portugal's win. Naturally he took his shirt off too. Don't know why he did that. I don't know why he did that. If I looked like that, I'd take my shirt off all the time too. That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. I love Even how in the they... wintertime, Parker no take. Parker no take. <laughs> yeah, I love how they gave him a shirt after he did that to go up and accept his medal because I guess they probably wouldn't let him go up there like that. I don't know. But uh, shout out to Portugal. I was pulling for France, as I think you were pulling for France, uh, America's old buddy. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the young kid, I think it was, in, o- in an extra time. In the OT, smashes one home. So, hang in there, Iceland. We can build on this. Damn it! Yeah, that's right, Iceland. We can absolutely build on this. And, and you're also- talking about who we were pulling for, like saying we were pulling for France. Like, yeah, yeah. that's the championship game. Uh, Iceland. 
Right. No, I mean like in the tournament, yeah. Iceland, yeah. and obviously pre that, I believe you might have some family still in half the fam. Half the fam is Poland. pulling for Poland. Half Poland. the fam. Yeah, Poland. And I like to point out I had picked Belgium, so that was a big uh, no-go on that one. But, uh, no, it was a really interesting tournament. I mean, lots of people were really frustrated that, like, Portugal played a really boring game, but I thought it was fine. I mean, whatever. Okay, any others? Uh, Yeah, and, um, yeah, just a big shout-out to possibly one of the best centers of all time. Um. Uh, Mr. Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. True class. True class. Yeah. Kobe, take note. Do you do you rank him above Kobe? Yes, without any hesitation. Yes. Where, where do, is he in your top six? That's like where he's living around. He's in that eight to six range. I think he's he's one of the best professionals of all time of any sport. Yeah, he truly earned the big fundamental. I mean, the great passing, great footwork, great defense throughout. Awesome on-court leadership. Yeah, he did kind of argue every time he got fouled, but so did everybody. Um, just a, it's it's going to be really weird watching basketball next year without without him. without him and Kobe, one to root against and one to just constantly admire. I tried to make a point to see the Spurs never had the opportunity. Yeah. Because that's passing that you just you don't see out of a post up much anymore. That outlet passing, pass out the passing off the block. Uh a lot of hockey assists he didn't get credit for. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Duncan did all the little things right. Yeah. And uh a also true nickname applies to their game. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And just how he ended his career as well. Very short, quick, and uh, without any fanfare, really. He just kind of announced it just today, I believe it was. And uh, comparatively speaking to Kobe. Mm-hmm. Just uh, speaks to their differences. Just just finish it, Kobe. But uh, I'll be, I'm interested to see if he stays on as one of their, like, uh, I would imagine maybe as an assistant or something to help coach Paul Gasol and... Aldridge, which I, I'm really interested in the Spurs next year. So I'm really interested to see how they do next year in the West. So. Always uh, always San Antonio sympathizers. Uh, Greg Popovich, you got, a, mm-hmm. you got a fan on this end of the mic. I'm pretty sure I speak for both ends, though. Yeah, Greg Popovich can do no wrong. I mean, especially when he screws around with the press and everything. He just he doesn't care. Who cares? He does, Who cares? Does, he doesn't care about the regular season either. I mean, no, no disrespect to any sideline reporter, but very rarely has anything constructive ever come out of there. Except for um, you, Grant Sager. We love you. And actually, big shout out to Dorsberg. Dorsberg is legit. I know. Dors- I, yeah. I mean, my favorite sideline reporter would have to be Greg Sager, and uh, especially because I think also it was somebody not in the NBA anymore. Greg Sager. Yeah. He he called the game. Yeah, he's, he's retired. He's retired. Retired. He's been going through his cancer battles and everything. Yeah, that'd be a but vastly different NBA landscape next year. The the funniest thing that I remember from Craig Sager's career uh, was just uh, I think it was Shaq who told Sager to take his or maybe it was to LeBron or somebody during like the All Star game told Sager to take his jet to take his whole suit off and burn it so he could come back there naked 
and he looked way better than he did right now, right then that, with disgusting. That could have been so many different NBA players have had that exact interaction with Craig Sager, who uh, it's, it loves them. He just loves those suits. Talk about like just turning something into notoriety in a career. Like how <laughs> what what distinguished you from others? Uh, I wore drapes as suits. <laughs> they were. They were horrendous, but... I wear your grandmother's duvet cover as a jacket. Damn right he does. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of greatness, you good with it? I'm good. May 99 be with you. May 99 be with you. He shoots his scores, amen. <laughs>